0: You know, we all have a to-do list. There's lots of stuff on it. You've got to get your dry cleaning. You've got to get your milk. Here's an idea. Put save hundreds of dollars on car insurance on your to-do list. And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to geico.com. In 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance, extra money in your pocket. It may be the most rewarding thing you do today.
1: Now, Podcast One brings you Spikes Car Radio. A downloadable Cars and Coffee hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast Spike Ferris. This guy is such a an icon, such a hero to so many people. And Shelby rides again. The tall man from Texas is in the saddle. Carol Shelby pushes his Ferrari and is showing the way. One and he won and he won. And at the finish, it's Carol Shelby blazing past.
0: As a driver shelby was considered one of the best to ever compete he wins lamont and he's dying
1: they told me i had five years to live i figured so what i might as well try to build a car that i dreamed of carol was the world's greatest salesman he could sell anything in the world I went to Ford and said, if you loan me $25,000, I'll build you a car that'll blow the Corvette off. It's all it'll cost you. It was absolutely amazing that a group of guys from Venice, California could come down there and beat all those high-end manufacturers.
2: Ford had our first true competitor in the racing car business.
1: Ferrari factory team, they'd been champions of the world forever. When it came to Ferrari, dad was never a big fan. Enzo wanted nothing to do with Shelby. Carroll's goal was to
0: beat Ferrari's ass. He wanted to show what Americans could do.
1: Henry Ford had given Shelby a business card that Henry had written on the back of it, you better win. These racists are demanding beyond reason the pressure he was under if he had lost he was going to be in trouble the leaders are three ferrari cars running
0: one two three
1: 10 miles he was the ultimate long distance racer
0: if 10 miles wins Lamont and would be the triple crown stage is set for a war of speed Ferrari rivalry—that is the golden age of racing. There's been a great battle, a great fight. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. He's the king of streaming audio media. He is. Uh, we're here in his race-inspired secret bunker. I'm talking about Adam Corolla, and. Nate Adams, his producer, and these guys have a documentary uh, called "Shelby American." You may have seen it on the front screen of your Netflix when you open it up. Hi, guys. Hi, Spike. I watched it last Hi, night. Oh, By the good. way, I watched it twice. Wow. Oh, I watched good. it three weeks ago, not knowing who made it. You know, had it up and was watching it. Go, this is great. And then when you, uh, uh, when I heard you coming on the show, I, I pressed the link and I realized this is the thing I watched and already loved. And here's what's great about this, you guys. Uh, By the way, happy Wednesday, everybody. If you, and I know you have, took your non-car-loving friends to see Ford v. Ferrari, um, and you uh, enjoyed it like they did, but in your head you were going, now I want to take a deeper dive. Now I want to go into the real stuff. Shelby American scratches that itch. It really fills in all the holes, all the questions I had, right down to how many times was this guy married? So congratulations, guys. Well,
1: between 7 and 10, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Nobody ever could coin it.
0: So, uh, you know, Nate, Adam, tell it. how did this thing begin, this labor of love that you've made?
1: Well, we had been working on the 24-hour war, which is Ford v. Ferrari. It's another version of Ford v. Ferrari. Mm-hmm. So um, that's on Netflix as well, if you guys want to go look at that. And when we're making that, and Nate, you jump in – we screw this up but there was a big chunk in there of Shelby and the Daytona Shelby Cobra Daytona and how he, how him and Pete Brock or Brock designed the co- the Daytona and it, it, it kind of it was central to the story because that's how Shelby got on the map with Ford they took the cobra they put the body on it that had the aerodynamics mm-hmm. they took it international racing they won their class at le mans and but what 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 we're realizing is that in the middle of our Ford GT40 versus Ferrari P3 or 4 whatever movie with this big Shelby chunk with the Daytona <laughs> and it it was getting a little confusing right. so at some yeah, point and- <clears throat> I said we got to just take the whole. You know, it's interesting
0: out. when you, you know. I know you interviewed the guys in Mangold about the movie. They said the same thing in the scripts leading up to their script that it was. A, it's a very complex, thick story, and when they simplified it down to a friendship, that's when the movie made sense. Right? That yeah, sound right. And, and Nate, by the way, so you're you're Adam's producer. You produce his uh, for chassis media, are you the guy that runs chassis media?
2: Yes, Just- I run it and then Adam and I produce and direct all of our content the The other thing we realized so once we'd cut our mass, we always end up with like four or five hours for these docs and then right. we whittle them down to two to two hours a night you know ninety minutes to two hours and In this one, what we realized is you know when we'd interviewed Charlie Agapu and Gordon Chance and all those guys. You know that worked in the Shelby shop. That their their individual stories were also so fascinating. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, all these guys were, you know, they were crew chiefs at Lamont at twenty one years old. You know, you, you just can't even imagine someone doing that today, right? You know, right. and and they started welding and and working in shops and and working on auto. You know, just working on cars when they were twelve years old and learning how to weld and fabricate. And
0: <clears throat> I was mostly interested in this chicken farmer. Yeah. On, what can you tell us about Carol Shelby,
1: the chicken farmer? <laughs> well, I do like the story of his bib overalls yeah. and how that became his trademark because he was running late for a race and he was vaccinating his chickens. And his, his, <laughs> By the way, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that uh Jews probably not known for vaccinating poultry like i i that'd be a horror. i i am so i would be the worst chicken vaccinator ever like i can't even bait a hook right. with live bait i start going oh, no, no come on it's weird right, by the way i, I didn't ask, know i didn't know carol shelby was jewish that's, just, oh, that's yes. just me living in texas um let me just ask you as a writer, yes not as a car enthusiast okay. i was thinking the other day do we need the word skimp and the word Scrimp, I feel like it's <laughs> so redundant, and I'm now starting to think whittle and winnow. I don't feel like we need those. You don't need both. We don't need both. We can skimp or scrimp or winnow down or whittle you know, down. As a writer, I don't like to eliminate words. I like oh, the more. Yeah. I like more. Arrows oh, they're your it. babies. Yes, but I was Sorry. thinking
0: just on the way here that I could do. I could get rid of the new normal. Mm. I don't like the new normal. Yeah, I don't. It need implies that, that there was a normal, and right. there's never a normal. the world is. Chaotic.
1: You it's a good say, point. Yeah, yeah. New normal's got to go away. Okay, I'm going to write that down <laughs> using your precious words. So we had this big chunk of Shelby. Mm-hmm. God, it was in the movie. I mean, it was like 20 minutes plus, and then we we just took this big chunk out, and then it was sort of like, well, we have so much Shelby that our next doc just sort of had to be Shelby. Right, After right. A 24-Hour
0: War. It's... Uh... It's an inspiring story. There's so many funny moments and I, it, one that stood out is that shot where Shelby's standing, I think at the racetrack, it might have been an airport and he's wearing this crumpled cowboy hat that's yeah. kind of pushed up on the roof. Right yeah, side. I think that's a big He was part. he was not
2: he was not good at line readings in uh, I was actually talking to John Morton about that. What's the story
0: of the hat? What is this? Why was the that hat weird, like that? Yeah, yeah it's like a weird, weird It was a cowboy hat. It looked but like but a version a
2: stubby cowboy hat. A
0: Stetson, but it was like it had <laughs> yeah. been crumpled on the left side I and it, maybe I, slept
1: on that. I've side. studied that. <laughs> it was it was like kind of felt he was at LAX and I think the wind was blowing in a little bit and it was like Going full flying, none. It was on anybody, stationary. Like and there
0: was no wind. I'm telling. You, if you if you see the shot, you'll see that it's. I'm, like, go, oh, I'm going with
2: passed out or fell asleep yeah. on that side.
0: Um, what you know in making this now, you guys have a unique perspective on Ford v Ferrari, which it's awards season now, and it's it's quite a story, and it's a very mainstream story. And I know you know you interviewed the the boys there. Um, Were there things you thought when you saw the the film that you thought, I wish they had not done that and had told a different story? Were there there inaccuracies that bothered you?
1: I I wasn't bothered by it, but I didn't kind of go in with my head on a swivel sort Mm -hmm. of looking for trouble. You know, my... Feeling with movies is go in and enjoy them. Don't go in like a dog sniffing out backyard fruit (laughs) at an airport. Like, what's who? Okay, who's who? What's going on in here? Uh, What's the meaning of this? Like, I and I, I. I was like, all right, they're going to take some artistic license. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a, a whole lot of Ken Miles with his wife and his son, and then that's going to be a central... You know, a, a, every movie... You know, they make a movie about World War II, they have to just pick a love relationship in the middle of it, you know, because they're like, what's the story? Right. And because it's way too broad, the, the the race itself, or just the actual overarching source, So they got to drill down on something. I was fine with it, and uh, I just sat there like a passenger and went along for the ride. I I didn't sit there like the guy who made two movies on the But still,
0: there are things that may have just made you blink or, you know, not that you're looking.
2: There, the... I am like Adam I went in and I thought wow this is a fantastic I just let it be a movie and it was fantastic mm-hmm. and I you know there's a million holes in it historically but I just went along with it. The only a thing holes. the only thing that there, there's a lot. The only thing that really <laughs> rubbed me was when he told Phil Remington to go deal with the customers selling the car. Yeah. Cuz you have the greatest fabricator in the world <laughs> who would never talk to anyone about wow. buying a car okay. and he's like hey Phil go sell them that car.
1: Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I do have a problem with something. <laughs> okay, I, I felt that the lack of diversity was problematic. Yeah, okay. I wanted to see women of color in <laughs> positions of power. Yes, okay. And running Ferrari. What, what running about Ford. This?
0: What about this? Did that deal with fiat and ferrari when ford has given them the offer and the guy goes running right out of the, the building phone. <laughs> didn't that take a year wasn't that like a year-long process uh, yeah the pictures are the scooter long. yeah
1: <laughs> the guy in the scooter took the pictures though i want that guy <laughs> delivering my next pizza because exactly. that guy's uh, that great. guy's a cracker jack yeah. yeah that guy in the 60s <laughs> took pictures developed the film, yes. jumped on a Vespa, and crashed a is that, Fiat he, cocktail party yeah. in at 20 Gianni minutes. And doorstep in f- four minutes. And why wouldn't they let him in if he going to see the guy whose party exactly. it is? By the way, <laughs> it made me laugh. I have a list that Nate knows. Anyone knows me, they know I have a list of things I'd like to do. Like, right. I would like to dive into a body of water with a knife in my mouth, <laughs> and I'd like to have a cape <laughs> removed from me on stage. Yes, I would now (laughs) like to crash. No, no. I would like a cra- I'd like to host a cocktail party and have somebody crash it with important yeah. information. You know, I start off by going, what's the meaning of this? <laughs> and, you know, my guests are upset. And then at some point, it turns out it's very, you know, Gordon gecko y kind of really He's important got the photos. You really know, in important by information.
0: 10. Right. The cape seems really easy for you next time you're performing yeah, stand-up. That, that's that easy. I can right okay. do that for you. I've been Jerry's water boy. I've put the little glass of water on his stool before he performed. I, I, I do, do that before
2: Kate. every one of Adam's stand upside tape
0: yeah I, I i'll be your cape guy i if just you did want. it last week we did the second
2: one
1: i just did it that yeah. would be a nice moment
0: for you i think and who's gonna see it
1: no, yeah i i want i want but see the whole thing about the cape or the body of water or you know having your hands registered in a county as weapons or being <laughs> removed from a casino I, you can't you can't mock it up and do it. It needs to be done. You know what yes. I mean? Like, they're, they're, I legitimately need someone to remove my cape. I can't just <laughs> put a sheet around my shoulder and then walk out into an empty arena and have someone remove it. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. It seems like you go to a Hollywood costume
0: <laughs> shop. We get you an ermine cape today. And then you call me up and I'll put it on you and take it
1: take it off you. That that would de- defeat the point. I need what – what I'm saying is, is I don't want to stage a cocktail party and have some yeah. guy with an Italian accent r- throw Vespa on the ground and run in. I need it to need actually it happen. To happen yes. organically. Yes. I need to have an actual cocktail party and somebody has to run in with information. And initially, I'm not happy. This is great. I mean, this is so
0: easy. This could be your next car purchase, and it could be Matt D'Andrea running in mm-hmm. with a you bid, go. going, it's going to take this much
1: money Right, to get this. but if I stage it, it it's, like a, it's like a fake <laughs> orgasm for right, a wife. You, right, you know I what I'm you. saying? Right. Yes. It, I, I need legitimacy. Right. Well, and I don't throw cocktail parties, so we're a long ways <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah, <laughs> your
0: whole life seems like one continuous cocktail party <laughs> with your man-gria and everything else. I, you, you know. And, and the other day, I noticed you're posting all about your uh, on Twitter your home theater. There are yes. multiple posts about like the <clears throat> the carpet and the corners and and the seat choice thread. Well, you in, know. What, yeah. what is
1: that? What was that? Well, you know what I found to be weird or interesting because I don't, I don't know how the Internet works. But I was doing a home improvement uh, Ace on the House podcast and I was mm-hmm. talking about thresholds and making ah. a door threshold and whatever. And we just talked about it for a while. And it, and it was the last piece that I put in in this theater that I built at my house. And I thought – and I took a picture of it like, hey, I custom milled this oak threshold and symbolically like last piece of this this theater puzzle done and I threw it up you know in the Insta post or whatever the tweet and I looked it up <laughs> I looked at it like when I got home from work and it had 200,000 views Wow! and I was like I guess people like this stuff, like this woodworking stuff or this project stuff, because, you know, we put a car video up and it gets some clicks, but it doesn't get 200,000, you know, in seven hours. And so I went, oh, well, if the people like that. So then I took a picture of like of the theater and I threw it up and I realized there's an appetite for this. uh, There is. Yes.
0: Who's posting about building their own home theater? I, and then, and then, by the way, that's why I noticed it. Like, yeah. What is he doing? <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. And we do like somebody who knows how to do something on the Internet right now. We don't like to just follow people for following them.
1: We like to know that there's a reason. Adam is a guy who knows how to do things. Yeah. And he's – yeah. Yeah. I, well, I have a carpentry background. Well, yeah, but it's... so it, it struck me that – uh People enjoy that or they respond to mm-hmm. it or they're interested in it. So uh, I shall – because I'm building out a shop now to do the cars and blah, 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 and I shall take pictures and keep people You're building posted. building the, the, the car shop bigger. You already a different one. That shop.
2: Now we have a new one. Building
0: a nicer one. Wow. And yeah. what what does that mean? Define nicer from what I, you had. I'm not allowed in there.
1: Um like, yeah, we this is keep a it work. Nice. Um, it, it's first thing you kind of realize is ceiling height. You need some height if you really want to do a really nice presentation in a nice sort of car museum or shop or whatever it is you need the the height right. mm-hmm. and and I don't know why but if you walk in like you, if you walk into any hotel and the mezzanine has an 8 foot ceiling it's a crap hotel right? right if you walk in and it's a cathedral it's not that you use that space you just walk in and go oh I like this place better <laughs> I don't know why we need that you you know you're 6 foot and everything past that is mm-hmm. gravy you know yep. but you walk in and you, what, what Whatever the facility is, when you walk in and there's that big open feeling versus a lower ceiling, that's, that's about 80% of it as I drill down and think
0: about wow, it. I, I like that. So mm-hmm. what
1: is your perfect hangar height? What do you think? Well, the perfect hangar height is just kind of enough to do two floors, but you don't do two floors. Ah. So you could. Ah. Also, you know, my biggest problem in life is I'm a carpenter and I've built so many houses and so like people come in and they'll go, I'll talk to people and they'll go, Oh yeah, I have my house has that. I have I have a fifty foot <laughs> ceiling in my and I go, it's not fifty feet. And they go, Oh no, it's it's like fifty feet. And I go, No, it's like it's like nineteen feet. Yes. And they go, No, it's like I go, it's five stories. Fifty feet is five stories. Do you have a five story entry? And they go Oh, maybe it's less. Yeah. And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah. what I'm telling ta- I'm telling you the height <laughs> of your ceiling and your entry. I start. Condescendingly. to obsess about what goes in
0: that upper space. Mm. Like listening to you. Thoughts. Just thoughts. Nothing, right? Just thoughts. Right? Yeah. No cloud paintings on the ceiling or frescoes. <laughs> well, you can hang
1: stuff. You know, there's the guys who like hang <clears throat> stuff up there. Right. You can get like a double or triple yeah. stacker.
0: Hey there, did you know that Valvoline is the only Motorola brand with a dedicated engine lab? You may be asking yourself, what exactly does that mean, Spike? Go ahead, say it out loud. There you go. Here's what it means. Their engineers and technicians run tests 24-7. We're talking thousands and thousands of miles on various engines. Then they take those engines apart piece by piece to evaluate exactly what happened. Carbon buildup? How did the seals hold up? Did the engine perform like it was supposed to? And most importantly, were the critical engine components protected? So when Valvoline is formulating motor oil for your engine, they know exactly how it performs and what protects it best. Because they've seen the results firsthand. Not last hand. These guys and girls are impressive. It's really who they are that make Valvoline Motor Oil what it is. They won't settle for being less than the best much like some of the racing greats that have been sponsored by valvoline there's so many iconic drivers that have carried the valvoline name yeah it's not just me your friend's bike i know you've seen me walk in the streets of beverly hills with my valvoline shirt and proudly displaying a valvoline sticker on my forehead it's not just me when you see the red white and blue car on the track there's just something special about it and who are those guys well how about mario andretti He won the 1978 Formula One Championship with Valvoline. How about Mark Martin? He has 27 NASCAR wins with Valvoline and drove with it for eight. Seasons, A.J. Foyt won both the Daytona 500 and Indy 500 running Valvoline as well as the USAC championship. Darrell Waltrip, all three NASCAR championship wins with Valvoline under the hood. Joe Amato ran a Valvoline dragster during the 1992 season and won his third consecutive NHRA top fuel championship. Who else? Jeff Gordon first nascar championship running valvoline how about Kyle yarborough ran valvoline motor oil when he won his third straight nascar championship shirley muldowney the first lady of drag racing earned her second nhra top fuel championship with valvoline the list goes on and on and look at this jeff zwart our dear friend jeff zwart won pike's peak in 1994 and 1995 with Valvoline and finally Al Unser jr sported a Valvoline livery for his very special 1992 Indy 500 still marks the closest finish in Indy 500 history there's a great video on teamvalvoline.com documenting this search Al Unser jr on the site and you'll find it you know there's an old ad with some of these racers that says people who know use Valvoline it's so true i know and i use valvoline it's an american owned and operated brand that's been trusted for 150 years so head on over to valvoline.com forward slash spike to see what product is right for you you're listening to spike's car radio you have a a neat hanger presentation you know, unlike Leno, which is warehousey and buildy and workshoppy, mm. you're kind of in the middle, I would say, between the Peterson and a Leno, right? Mm. I, I like I like your your setup a lot. There's uh, there's museum spaces and then there's workspaces, but everything has a neatness to it. I'm We're excited things. about this space. This sounds, I am too. This sounds. Uh, I want to see more. Maybe we'll come by there when you're. Uh, and, and just do a whole hangar podcast. Because Please. It, don't you find that, that listeners are always asking, like, how do you set up your garage? What's important? One thing uh, we talk about is levels to sit and look over your cars. Like, you just have to be raised up maybe at least a foot. Yes. we need, like, a, a mezzanine. Adam does not
2: sit down. Ever. He doesn't sit. He, unless he's podcasting, he's pretty
0: much on you don't, the know You don't sit and smoke a cigar and look over all that you've acquired and I, I, uh, wear your cape. In seven <laughs> years, I've never seen that. <laughs> and say, look what I've done. Yes,
1: yeah. I say, I'm the king of all I survey. And I <laughs> that I have out. heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I do sit in the other shop. On See, there's one day, there's one potential day right. that I sit, and that's the day Nate's not at the shop, uh-huh. which is Sunday <laughs> to watch football yeah. with uh, Kimmel and cousin Sal and all oh, yeah? that. Yeah, that's nice. So that we do. I'm banned from we that. Why from are that. you banned? I'm just kidding. He's not one of the cool kids. Yeah, you're not. So we but just
0: sit there. You're the showbiz guy, right? You're the guy who's supposed to be part of all of this.
2: Uh, I'm more of the nerdy, sit in the edit bay, do the move, you know that kind of stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nate, Hello.
1: I like Nate because he's not a showbiz guy. He's yeah. a Montana. He's very
0: showbizy, Adam. He presented himself as show busy the moment he shook my hand this morning. It's
1: <laughs> like, hey man, wait, you're a writer? Wait, hold on, I've
0: got a project for that's you. Right, exactly, just what went I did right say to him. into it well, like a good producer should do. Yes. that's right. true.
1: Yes. Well, he's got a he's got a motor. That's that's <laughs> true. But he doesn't have the the trappings of of show business. All right, let
0: me get back to Shelby. Mm-hmm. Yes, here's here's another question I had for you. Did did Mangold call you when they were making this movie and say? um, Help us out. We don't want to take Ferrari's help. We definitely don't want to take Ford's help. They want to manipulate and shape this story. But you, you guys who've made these definitive documentaries, <laughs> hmm. can you help us with some of this stuff? Absolutely not.
1: No. <laughs> Nobody ever calls. I, you know, the, what about the guys? What about Matt Damon and Christian Bale? No. Zero. The, the, the most, Do you know them well? No. I, not, I know Matt a bit. I don't know Christian very well.
0: He was uh, he was a little sleepy the morning we were interviewing him in the, uh, the conference Peterson. room. Yeah, they looked like they had just flown him across the world and <laughs> set him up there. And he just looks like a
1: guy who never stops. Yeah, I, I – you know, it's interesting because we made the Newman documentary and uh, it was a really – it was kind of a love letter to Paul Newman and his racing career. And it's called Winning the Racing Life of Paul Newman. am sure some of you have seen it. But uh, – you know, people say like, "Oh, he has daughters and family and stuff." Like, what did they say? Or What was their reaction? And I go, "I have no idea. I've never talked to any of them. They never contacted me." <laughs> now, I mean, to well, be, I've talked to Nell. She loved it. You spoke to Nell. Nell. I've never spoken to his brother Arthur's in it. And he oh, loved oh it Arthur. Too. Sorry, he has an older brother. Believe it or not, Newman does, who lives in Palm Springs or twenty something. Yeah, Palm Springs. And and we did. He was in it, and he was very gracious. He has an older brother, but I've never spoke to any of the daughters. About mm-hmm. about the film, but if you may, I guess we made a. If I made a documentary about my dad, I don't think my sister would reach out to me. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure she wouldn't. Lauren wouldn't be. She probably wouldn't watch it. Yeah, they they lived with him. Why do they want to watch more about him? Right? I don't know. But my mom, <laughs> I have a horrible mom. Right? Yeah, you do. Oh yeah, I she, didn't know she's that. Horrible. Really? She's horrible. horrible. Oh wow, she's the worst. And <laughs> she said she said to me, "I think oh, is this
2: Thanksgiving, yeah oh, Thanksgiving. This is she, goes,
1: she goes, What are you working on, or what are you up to, or something like like a sort of generic, yep. how's it going? i, I said, well i'm question. I'm making a lot of car documentaries. We just basically sold three to Netflix, you know, two days earlier, and uh I said, Well, I'm working on car documentaries, and she said, Well. When you make a documentary about something I'm interested in, tell me I'd like to watch. Oh, dear. And I was like, yeah. boy, oh, are you a horrible mom. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. And Why she was probably she like worse me? when I was nine. Yeah, yeah. That's unbelievable. It's that unbelievable. is the opposite, yeah. opposite
0: yeah. of good mom behavior. Yes. How many
2: times has your mom watched the Soup Nazi episode and told you how good My it mom
0: said, I have a series coming out on uh, Disney Plus um, in, in the spring. She said, I, I'm already signed up for Disney Plus. I can't wait. I go, Mom, I'm not in it. It's just my production company. Company. Because nope, I've already signed up. Yeah. Just let me know. Adam and Adam's and... mom would never.
1: <laughs> yeah. That and never happened. She hates cars. I she still hated that. Stocks. I was just like, just stop watching my crap. I don't care. I will say this about both my parents. I've offered this. I've offered the $10,000 challenge, which is yes. y- if you go to my dad's house. Right. Uh, I have, I'm involved with or have probably multiple box sets uh, there's a man show box set. There's a mm-hmm. crank anchors box set. There's probably a drawn together box set, which a voice voice thing. I did. I'm, I'm in box sets. I have four books out. There's tons of tons of, I'm working on my fifth, uh, fifth book, but either way, if you walk into my dad's house and you can walk out with a man show mug or a box set or a DVD of a Shelby doc or a Blu-ray of, a uh, of uh I don't know the 24 hour war or or the hammer or er- road hard <laughs> or anything I've ever done if you can a Man Show t-shirt if you can walk out with one piece of material of the potential Hundreds of of things: t shirts, mugs, box sets, memorabilia, whatever. I will pay you ten thousand (laughs) dollars. That's my. That is how confident you just
0: sparked a whole set of cat burglars. Who now goes? There's There's nothing in there. So,
1: mom and dad, they don't live together.
0: No, they're divorced.
1: They don't agree on anything other than they don't have an interest in their kids. That's what? the only thing they've <laughs> united on. Did
0: that, does that really bother you at all? I mean, you don't strike you strike me as the type of guy like I like. I didn't care if my parents came to my basketball games or anything. I was just like,
1: don't worry about it. It's, you know, it's, I, I don't like it here. I don't need you there. It, it's it's. <laughs> I kind of I find it amusing in a bizarre way that you like. You won't watch. Do, like you have a son that makes documentaries, but you won't watch. And, do you and really by the way, want they her like documentaries.
0: Do you want her to call you and ask you these questions about Carol Shelby? Really? No.
1: What does she want well, you to by make? By the way, she thinks Carol Shelby was <laughs> is a female comedian yes, from the exactly. 60s. Yes, exactly. Why does she yeah. have a lady's name? What? She's the one who tugged on her ear at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> what would she want you to make? What would get her, like... Oh, oh no. I, re- I, realized, I realized, like, after, like... Right, You know, being on the New York Times bestseller list and speaking <laughs> in front of Congress and stuff. I, I realize it's nothing. I, I realize. There's, I used to there be like older, a socialist like documentary that. on they're Sweden. Like yeah. She, 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 no, she, no. She, no, no. See, I thought like when I was a kid. I was all about playing football and I was like, all right, my mom doesn't like football. Okay. I get it. She doesn't like football. And then later on I was all about cars and construction and Mm -hmm. building and wrenching Mm -hmm. and stuff. And I was like, okay, she doesn't like cars and she doesn't like, she wants to, my parents want to sit home and read a book. They don't want to go to the garage and wrench, you know, and they don't like football and they don't want to box. They don't like boxing. so I, I figured out probably conveniently like, okay, it's not about you. It's just you happen to like cars and boxing and football and turning wrenches and building all stuff they don't like. But but if you did do something they did like, then they'd yeah. be all in. Later on, after I started writing books and making documentaries, I realized it wasn't the subject. Wow. They are just out. Wow. What, what about the kids? Do they like the kids? Uh, my kids? <laughs> I don't no. He Hesitate. It's it kind of lukewarm on them, or because there. Were, I mean, I rem- <laughs>
0: there were only two things that caught my parents' attention. Because my parents the same way. There's nothing I could do right. They, it couldn't please them. Now my mom's a little different now that my dad's gone. But the the first time they paid attention to me was when I got on television hosting my late night show, which mm-hmm. you were on, nice enough to come on. When I came across this thing that they stared at my ch- whole childhood, this television. When I was on it. They would give me a little bit of attention, and then the second was not the kids here. Oh, the hand kids. me those kids, but that, but that's pretty
1: much it at this point. Well, I don't much know. It. I maybe mean, my mom would like your kids. I should try that out. Can you <laughs> Bring drink them your over. kids off? See if I can get a, <clears throat> get her motivated. No.
0: Hey, as we head into that back half of the NFL season, getting close to the Super Bowl, it's always a bittersweet moment. So much great football is behind us, but the good news is there is even better football on the horizon. NFL playoffs, college football playoffs, the Patriots winning the Super Bowl. If you're looking to add some excitement... Then you want to use MakeBetDSI, your betting partner, using BetDSI's live betting platform. You can watch all the events and even bet all the games till the final whistle. BetDSI has a very user-friendly interface and mobile site. BetDSI has the fastest payouts in the industry. Simply play, win, and get paid. New members get a 100% bonus match using promo code SPIKE101. That's double your money to start winning today. Once again, go to BetDSI.com and use promo code SPIKE101. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio.
1: Have I've you seen th- my newest Porsche? No.
0: Well, I drove my GT2 RS I saw that. in honor of your 935. Right, what? I consider to be the modern
1: 935. There's a new Newman Porsche in the collection. Really? I took some pictures of it the uh, other day. Matt, oh, you we, might have we, to... We
0: spoke about this, I think,
1: in Monterey. my phone. Yeah. But yeah. have I showed you any pictures you of that have car? have not. No. Matt, in my phone... Along next to the pictures of thresholds I've milled, <laughs> and I also take pictures of my dog sleeping because I, I like I like I like inaction. Uh, There's some pictures some of have the naked
2: selfies. New
1: Porsche that's uh, white, and uh, I took a few good pictures of that. Ah, the It's, it's the uh, Beverly. It's it's the Beverly Hills Porsche Audi. No way. Is that the Freeman Porsche? Yeah. It's really funky 70s. Newman drove it at Sebring in 77 with Bill Freeman, who's a guy, he's the kind of, was kind of a West Coast guy out here, and he'd come out here and bring the car out to Willow Springs and drive Mm -hmm. it around a Mm -hmm. little bit. The car itself ended up running at like Sebring like five times and like Daytona 24 hours five times. It didn't really do well at all. Pretty much ever, but it has tons of mileage on it, like race miles on it. And again, Newman drove it and finished at Sebring in it, so it's kind of a it's it's sort of a Newman car. It's got Newman's name on it. Yeah. It's back in the original livery. And what's the plan? What are we doing with this? Well, I I have <laughs> I've been told by uh numerous uh Porsche aficionados um I've I've been – I was just talking to Bruce Kenepa the other day about it or tangentially uh, tangentially about it. Let's get rid of that Uh, word Yeah, let's get rid of that word. Um, I was actually (laughs) talking to him about an RSR, like a a 74 race trim RSR that he has for sale, 2.4 million bucks if you got that in the ashtray. But – I was talking about that car. I was talking about a Nissan GTP car, which he just got as well. I was also speaking to a famous Porsche driver, Patrick Long. Uh, yes. All around good guy. And I talked to – yeah, you got on your computer. You're, you're looking at it. Wow. Don't worry about it, Matt. Sorry. Uh, lovely. Spike has it on his computer. Now, so um, I talked to both of them. And and I first talked to Patrick Long, and he's like, oh, you got to drive that Porsche Newman Sebring 77. It's, mm-hmm. it's not an RSR, but it's done up like an RSR. He said, oh, you're going to love that car. You're going to love that car. And I was like, I am? And he's like, oh, yeah, so much better than the 935, like so much easier, just so much, so much better. And I was <laughs> like, oh, okay, because I have been <laughs> racing with guys driving those cars, and they're just driving the shit out of them, and they're fast. And they're having a good time out there. And then uh, then I talked to Bruce Kenapa, and he's like, oh, yeah, the RSRs are super expensive because everyone loves driving them. Like, they're so much more balanced. It's so much easier than the 935. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, maybe I'll bring that RSR, for lack of a better term. It's really a 74 911 street car that got converted into a race car very early it on in life. It's just like an RSR, though. But uh, everyone keeps telling me, all the super-fast <clears> Porsche <clears guys are like, oh, so much more balanced, so much easier to drive, so I, much I, fun. I, I, I was let, like, Can okay. I jump on that bandwagon?
0: Yeah. You're yeah. not going to disagree with them. Because no. I've driven the IROC 74 RSR. It, it, it's an incredibly... It's probably my favorite 911... Probably my favorite race car, period. Just the simplicity of it and the balance of it. Was that Jerry's? Yeah, the yellow... Uh, I've driven, Rock. I, I've driven a couple RSRs, and they're always just you know the, the, what you can feel in a 73 RS. That simplicity and that connection to the steering and the, the ease of use is even better and lighter and nicer. I, I don't know how to describe it. I've driven it on the street. I've driven it on the racetrack. I feel like I'm my most competent race car driver <laughs> in that car. Oh well, see now yeah. the, now
1: a third Porsche voice. Oh has yeah, come yeah, yeah yeah. So
0: if it drives like that.
1: Here, I'm looking at I, pictures of it here. The, the sad uh, – can I tell you a sad RSR IROC story? Yeah. Because uh, I know Jerry sold his a couple of years ago for like 2.3 million. <clears throat> 2.3 po- 3 mil. Okay. It was so a mistake. There was I w- tried to stop it in
0: the, in the week prior There was the nightly phone calls. Yes, there was one
1: for sale <laughs> at uh, I think RM or Gooding. The at green one? Monterey. No, I, I it was blue or yellow or something. Oh. I can't remember. Anyway, mm-hmm. there was one for sale five years ago, yep. maybe six years ago, and I was looking at it, and I said to Bruce Kenapa, expert Porsche, I said, "I like that car. <laughs> I, I think that's a cool piece. Like it's an IROC, right?" And uh, it's like, I think I I think that the price is right, and I may think about bidding on that car, and he's like, "Don't bother." And I said, why not? And he said, because you can't race it anywhere. It's it's like it's not you, – you can't really run it in the run group I'm running in. You'll just get your doors blown off. Like really? it's not really – you can't – you're running with a bunch of 935s and decon monsters yeah. and super, and big block vats and stuff. Uh-huh. Like you can't run that car. So he's sort of like – he's telling me there's nothing you can do with it. And I was like, okay, and then Jerry sold his, and I was like, oh, I think there's something I could have done with it. I could have made $1.5 million because <laughs> I could have bought it for
0: $750. Uh, yeah. You at know, the time. I got to tell you, he's completely wrong. First of all, you can put a license plate
1: on it, and you can yeah, drive Yeah, but that's, not, that's it. not in his mind. His mind is like, you, what race? What race? What one race? One of. My favorite drives is with Jerry
0: in that car, the very first drive with the straight pipes on it, and we were on the PCH in front of Will Rogers going, this is the most illegal thing (laughs) either of us have ever had on the street and driven. It was so much fun. And then on the track, again, the feeling – I mean, yes, you might not win in that car, but when you're on a track just doing laps, I, I've never been happier.
1: Well, what a car! I, I what mean, a mistake it, you've made! I know. His argument really <laughs> wasn't it wasn't you're not allowed to drive it. It's like, what's it eligible for? Like, what are we right. going to do? His what, argument what was, event is it I'm
0: going to bid on it, and I don't want to be bidding against you. So <laughs> this car is to make up for that car. Yes. Is what you're saying? Yes, it is. Um, and so when you say it's not, it is. It's a. It's got a three liter race prepped, uh, 360 horsepower engine. Yeah,
1: got to be what twenty five hundred pounds? It could be less. I wow. uh, yeah, or yeah twenty five hundred pounds. Yeah, it'll be light. Yes, Paul Newman
0: history here. God, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Uh, and does it have a title? Could you put? A, you don't do this, but could you put a license plate on it? I find this to be one of the greatest. Parts of being a car person is the license plate on the race car and then doing dumb shit and it going to the supermarket or <laughs> mm.
1: picking up a kid at preschool in a race yeah, car you, you, is you, the most fun. You know, there is a Porsche <laughs> that I am looking at that you could say that for sort of. A 917? I, th- I think. 908? Uh, no, a, a 911 club whatever it's a race car, but it does have, like, lights and yeah, brake lights and yeah. maybe a turn indicator or something. And, and yes, one, one probably could drive that one around. There's also another kind of an interesting piece, speaking of Ford v. Ferrari, the replica Ford G- GT40 is coming up for sale that was, like, the hero car from that movie uh. that's uh, – Superformance, superformance it, right? with a big block uh, Roush in yeah, it with yeah. fuel injection, and that car works. I mean, that car's got <laughs> lights and turn <laughs> indicators and really? whatever, and one could get into that car, the replica of Ken Miles' Jeep you know, Le Mans 66 car, and, and drive that car Who on the street. Who is selling that? Is that coming up at auction? Yeah, think? I think it's coming up at Mecum in Kissim. Maybe Yeah, everybody bought all those
2: cars right off – like they used them in the movie and then tons – I know tons of guys. I know Aaron Shelby bought one. I know a bunch of guys who bought all the cars they used. Yeah, in the movie.
1: Wow. Yeah, that car is coming up. So that would be a cool piece. Do you like those
0: cars? Would you ever get a GT40? Uh,
1: I thought – I've always thought that the actual GT40s were way undervalued and not so much after mm-hmm. this movie, but I, you know, back in the day, you know, 10 years ago, you'd go, well, how much is a Ferrari GTO? And it'd be like 10 years ago, I'd go, mm-hmm. I don't know, 40, 50 million bucks, 30, 40, 50 million bucks. And they go, how much mm-hmm. is a Ford GT or GT 40 with history? And I'd go six million, eight million, something like that. And I'd go, it seems like the, the, the GT40 should be higher up. Right, like, right. And, and I felt the same way about the Daytona Cobras. Like, they're like $5 million bucks, $6 million bucks. But I'm like, why aren't those $15 million bucks or right. $20 million bucks? And I've always felt that the GT40s were just totally undervalued. Undervalued as, as much as a $5 million car or $7 million car. But the the Ferraris that they were beating or that they ran with, like the P3 or the P4 – that would have to be $65 million. So the car that beat the $65 million car is $7 million. <laughs> and I was like, somebody's got to narrow that gap a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, I did not buy any GT40s, but I was sort of looked at them going, that's a pretty historic car. Yeah. And it was Ford powered with like an iron block and push rods. And I think that was kind of the issue. Mm-hmm. But now I think people realize that. It still hasn't caught those Ferraris, but it's gone from you know the Ferrari's 50 and this thing's 11, and now the Ferrari's 50 and this thing's 25 or 30. you know, d- depending on the history of course. So what do you think?
0: Are you going to get it?
1: The kit car? Yeah, I think it would be a cool <laughs> I, I think it'd be a cool. I think it would be thing. great It'd be super cool
0: yeah. after watching the movie, I want I wanted them too. I want I want a Cobra. I want the whole deal. i I, I think the replicas are really cool. I mean I, I it's not my thing so I don't think I'd feel bad about driving a replica. Have you driven any of the
1: Superformance performance uh, Cobras? Um I may have dri- I think I drove a Daytona that was a Superformance. performance. I think Superformance performance makes Daytonas cuz I talked to Brock. Yeah, in an interesting they did conversation they do. with Pete Brock about the Daytona which is like he's like the Superformance performance Daytona. I've stood next to, a day, to Daytona with him and he was like Back in the day, we didn't have the time to do this curve at the bottom on the rocker panels. (laughs) I I didn't get to finish it the way I wanted to finish it. And I I guess as a designer, that's got to plague you. Like you got six weeks to get this thing ready for Daytona or whatever. And you just don't have enough time to really finish it the way you want to finish it. But he said with the kit car... Tribute car, I guess we'll call it. Um, <laughs> well, all of those words. Well, it's like cover bands. Like you know, they don't like being called cover bands. You know, we're you know continuation. Yeah, we're an air supply continuation band. We don't cover air supply. No. Right, right. So I'm um, not taking drugs. So I'm he, microdosing. It's yes, a completely different thing. Yeah. He finished. <laughs> yes, he finished the the car the the the, the uh, tribute car the yeah. way, way one a tribute
2: tribute. Yeah, Pete did another one in Germany uh, as well. Like he, I think he did like a ground up build also of a new Jeep. G-
1: I don't know if you're guitar. if you're on Pete Brock's uh, email. <laughs> he has an email. Uh, oh, Pete, I am. Yeah. I am Brock. on nobody's emails. <laughs> there, what when, is when, that? When you see Pete Ooh. Brock's emails, you, you want to get on that. You get really? one. Yeah. You get one of. You know, there's one of two. There is they trip. <laughs> they <laughs> there's the one that you like, which is they. Uh, paid a tribute to the, to the Daytona. To the Cobra at Le Mans. He sends you a picture of like three of them parked on on Lamont. Oh, the and day then Tommaso or something yeah, else. Yeah, the day Tommaso. And then the other one is Hillary Clinton is responsible <laughs> for sinking yes. the Lusitania. Yeah. And then he sends you some dark web oh, thing about how when Hillary Clinton was nine, she sunk the yeah. Lusitania. I've, she did. I've read yeah.
2: through some of those where I'm like, oh, <laughs> wow. man.
1: It's the best. I yeah. want to And, be and on by those. the way, you want to talk about range? Man, he's all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> It's awesome. And
0: I love Pete, but yeah, some of those are dark. And what is the purpose of the email? Is it to sell
1: cars or just? I don't think no. so. No, it's not. I just think you need to know who sunk <laughs> yeah. the Lusitania, yeah. and Pete knows. Yeah, that's, or Lord, who's that's responsible. Exactly. She didn't actually I'm happy figure that out. Send the torpedo into it, but she was behind. Wow, she, that,
2: facilitated she facilitated it from, from, from her
1: bedroom. I that's wonder right. if the, the the owners and
0: drivers of these cars think about those emails when they're at speed going. <laughs> God, the guy who engineered this also sent me that email. Great, deep cut, dark yeah. web. He's basically – I doubt he's on the dark web. Well,
1: somebody – there's information there. Think,
0: if you said dark web to him, he's not going to even know what that is. It just sounds like he's on
1: Breitbart He's or kind of – he's the car conspiracy. guy version of Ed Asner who thinks the Twin <laughs> Towers were taken down by the CIA. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah I love I've those guys.
0: That. I've heard that it's I've the best.
1: Yeah. <laughs> By the way, especially in light of like recent events. Yes. Do you think the <laughs> FBI and the CIA could wire both buildings and nobody would know about it? I mean, only Ed Asner would know about it. Well, how do
0: you keep a? You know, you know the old saying. How do you keep a secret between three people? Yeah, you have to kill two of them. Right. Right. It's <laughs> impossible. It's <Yeah. laughs> impossible. It's impossible to keep anything a secret if you tell anybody. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Right. Well, I'm glad we, we fixed that. We've got only a couple minutes left, gentlemen. Mm. Um, I want you all to watch this uh, documentary they've made, Shelby American. Did I get that right? Yes. I yep. always lose it in my Shelby admission. American, the Carol Shelby uh, story.
1: You know. And it's right on the
0: front page of Netflix
1: there. I and, Can I jump in here, Spike, uh, and tell people because uh, Nate's, uh, he's no Carol Shelby, so I'll speak. Yes. <laughs> he's not a salesman. He's no. an artist. I like him. Yeah. <laughs> he makes things, but he He's doesn't making sell deals. It. People need to go to chassis, C H A S S Y, and get the Blu-ray of this thing because we have Extras on that uh-huh. footage never seen before. Yes, we were able correct. to procure some really cool footage, home movies and races and races, home movie races and things like that that no nobody's ever seen. I noticed, before. That, where yeah, all those you... races
2: from the fifties. We found nine reels of sixteen millimeter film that we developed that no one had ever seen before. That's in the movie, but then I, we, we made these so wait, what DVD Blu-ray extras. they were un- developed. Yeah, they, they were in a woman's closet. <laughs> We took them, developed them, digitized How them. How many
0: decades old are we? Oh, they're tucking. from the fifties, and and they're undeveloped and they're fine. Yes, and hold so on. who Beautiful. do you bring? The photo <laughs> We
1: yeah. ask you for a decade count, Nate. You oh, answer the man. Sorry, almost seven. Seven. Seven.
0: Almost seven. And where? Where do you take that to be developed?
2: Photocam and anywhere that does film.
0: And they go, okay, yeah, we'll give it to you in a week. Yeah, <laughs> there's no three days. No degradation. It looks beautiful.
2: Like we put three minute clips of probably three or four races. They it looks gorgeous. What color? They? Correct like Torrey
1: it? Pines or they're, they're, Palm I think springs. there was Riverside. Riverside. Uh,
2: yeah, I'd have to look through them. How all. Did you but most of them are Southern they, California. How do you, A friend of mine had known. You know, once we start doing these docs and the word gets out in the car community, every one of our docs have had footage no one's ever seen and photos no one's ever seen. We didn't even know that the Shelby family kept. Apparently, uh, Carol's mom was a crazy scrapbooker. So they had <laughs> – Not these... to
1: be confused with Chris Carolla who's never heard <laughs> of Frank Anderson. <laughs>
2: they had scrapbooks that were like three feet tall by two feet wide. No way. And probably 30 of them wow. that literally had every pit pass that says pilot from him, from every wow. race he's ever raced in, every plane ticket he ever had. Like there were, there's a check in the documentary for a race he won for fourteen dollars. Wow. I put, I put oh, I, was like,
1: I know it's amazing. I it, was like fourteen dollars. Yeah, <laughs> like was that Elkhart Lake? Yes, oh. yes, you're right. It, it's crazy. It's like literally, I, I was literally had to pause it on there and go. He got paid fourteen dollars to yeah. win. I don't know if he won. He maybe yeah, came it was in a, third. It
2: was, no, it was a winning check.
1: Fourteen dollars. winning check? Yep. You know it was the winning check because I filmed it. Yeah. Oh, amazing.
0: Would you uh, – were
2: there any overalls? You know, that would have been cool <laughs> if there was a pair of overalls. I'm
1: surprised. Have you thought
2: about selling overalls? I would guarantee, <laughs> I would guarantee they have them somewhere based on yeah. the scrapbooks yeah. because they collect – they had every magazine article, every newspaper article. Did you, did you article. ever
1: meet Carol before now, he died? Uh, yes, I did. I, I, briefly, I went to an event at the Peterson Museum. I think at the end – I think there's a picture too of him like on the roof of the Peterson surrounded by – All the Shelby Club guys bringing their cars and the new Shelbys and blah, blah, blah. Um, That's probably from the event I went to. He was probably kind of, you know, getting near the end. And uh, that would have been, I don't know, 15 years ago or something or 12 years ago or something like that. But, yes, I went to the thing and he was just, you know, doing his thing, holding court, signing a glove block. Glove box lids, you know. That's this whole thing, just signing like Pete Rose, yeah. signs baseballs. And, you know, just introduced myself wow. or said hi to him or something. And
0: he gets that 34-year-old guy's heart. Yeah, just, who was a gambler. Rebutted.
2: Yeah, and then he's ready to go again. He was a gambler. What happened well,
0: to the kid? The, had a,
2: the 34-year-old guy has a... I think it was a stroke or heart attack. Yeah, he just drops dead, and, and Carol gets it. And <laughs> the guy was the guy had nine lives. I mean, yeah, he really. In did. 1960, they were like, "You got five years to live." Yeah. Guy lived to 2012, longest right. double transplant
1: recipient in history, still. Wow, the longest
2: living <clears throat> double heart transplant clear, recipient.
1: The, the guy, the young guy, died of a stroke. He yeah, because we die of a heart attack that yeah, we don't that, really. That we, <laughs> yeah, it's that's like, true. I blew up my engine. <laughs> all right, well, we can use it we'll and get put it in the engine. next car. Like, well, no. I'll well, maybe blow some really. really. He kind of <laughs> looks but like you, Adam. There are was. shots in,
0: in the 60s and 70s where he's standing there. I went, that kind of looks like Adam. You change the glasses
1: out, and, right? Adam uh, looks a lot like, he does. like does. Shelby. <laughs> I had a lot of people, yeah. That's why I used to get laid a lot in high school. <laughs> yeah. Like, all the girls were like, hey, you look like Shelby. Um,. I, a lot of people have been tweeting me that, so you do. Uh, I, your
2: hair out a little bit.
1: Yeah, I'll take it. I know we have to go. We have to go because you have
0: a million. How many podcasts are you going to record today? What's a day like for Adam Carolla here? Um, uh,
1: three, three. I don't know. I have to talk to uh, Matt. I think yesterday, yesterday was your boom and day. And you do these yesterday five was days like a week. Six. You
0: do three different shows a, every day, or you do that seven days a week. I,
1: I do my show every day. I do me and Doctor Drew every day. And then I do Ace on the House, Home, home Improvement. I do Car wow. Cast. I do uh, Take a Knee, which is sort of a motivational one. I do uh, Reasonable Doubt with Mark Garagas. Uh, am I missing any? I can't think of else. And the, uh, uh, and the and then, RSR and get, money just flows in. I get to be a guest on, <laughs> on other people's pods as well. It's amazing.
0: Wow. He's yeah. the only guy on Podcast yeah. One making money. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Adam Carolla. And Nate, thank you guys. Uh, thanks for having me over here. It's always hey, a thanks, thrill. Cl- obviously, my show is your show. Uh, Adam is the the king of podcast one. It's a pleasure having him on. Thanks. It's a real honor. It's a thrill. I we love to be in the same we, room. We with love
1: you. talking cars with Spike
0: and. Uh, you really don't know how many times Shelby was married in this documentary? You couldn't figure it out? No one they no, They don't know. His kids don't know. They, said, don't they know. said between 7 and 10. <laughs> yeah,
2: right? his, even his own kids. Because sometimes he would get married and he would have his friends pretend to <laughs> Got be it. the justice of the peace.
0: Wow. Shelby American. Um, you can stream it right now on Netflix. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week on Spike's Car Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com. Well, we're deep into this year's NFL season. Everybody wants to know who will be coming out on top. Am I right? Well, then, you need to check out one podcast that will get you everything you need to know about the biggest NFL games. And now, it's on the postseason. I'm talking about the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Ross played seven years in the NFL before retiring, so you know he's got the insider knowledge you crave. Be sure to check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast every week on Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, and many of your favorite podcast listening apps.